What's up everyone? This is Trenton Beeman from Chechi Advising Undergrad Center. And you're listening to Chechi Connect, the podcast where we advise, mentor, and network. This podcast is brought to you by Chechi Advising because we want to see you thrive at Grand Valley. Today I am joined by special guest Professor Quincy Williams. Professor Williams is the program coordinator for the Public Nonprofit and Health Administration undergrad program, which is commonly referred to as PNH. Thanks for joining us today, Professor Williams. Can you start by telling us how long you've been with GVSU and why you're so passionate about the PNH program? Yes, I've been here at Grand Valley this is year 17. Uh, I came here in 2006 um, out of the corporate world uh, as the former vice president of the Nonprofit Leadership Alliance and Director of National Internships and Placement Programs. And I'm very passionate about the public and nonprofit administration uh, program in particular because uh, of the passion that I like to see our youth have and to be change agent for our community and to help resolve some of our social justice issues and initiatives that are happening in our community. Solid, solid. So, just to get started, I'm going to just throw something light at you, just an easy one. What is public nonprofit and health administration? What is that in a nutshell, and why should students pursue it? Um, students should pursue it because um, to be change agents in the community, uh, we need people to be um, the next leaders for civic engagement and civic duties and initi- initiatives that are in the community. Uh, you know, the folks are getting older, so we need an infusion of young youth to come in and to be the trendsetters and folks to carry on the wave and the path uh, for the next generation uh, to be advocates for uh, the, I use it, I use the term box, voice of the voiceless, uh, so that they can be the change agent to, to help those who don't have a voice. Absolutely, absolutely. You said you've been around for 17 years. Are you starting to see our students still having that passion and drive, or are they looking different? I know they say each generation has their own little you know, flavor, I like to say, to them, their own style and things that they do. So would you say that you see that in the classroom as well? I, I do. I think uh, especially with a lot of the civil unrest that have happened in the last three to four or five years uh, around social justice initi- initiatives and issues and uh, people being at the forefront. Um, I hate to use this analogy, but it's kind of the, uh, the truth in, in the sense that um, this is kind of like the 1960s over, right? So there's mm-hmm. these various issues and trends that are out there around civil rights, um, whether it's LGBTQ or if it's around voter suppressions or police brutality or issues, initiatives that are out there. This is this generation's um, kind of 1960 version of how to be change agents and to to help those that are less fortunate and those who are not able to speak up and be advocates for them. Absolutely. I can definitely see how that passion come into the classroom and into the students' work. Um, so just let's get back to the PNH program a little bit. So looking at the PNH program, a student looking at the advising guide, they can see that there's five different emphasis areas for the PNH program currently. Those different emphasis areas are community development and planning, community health, local economic development, public budgeting and finance, and lastly, public personnel management. 
Do you mind quickly just summarizing each emphasis area for a student who may be unsure of which to choose? Sure, absolutely. Um, we are in a process at this point in time uh, of, of cutting it down from five to three. And so we are waiting uh, for final approval through sale through university with approval. And as our goal is to narrow it down to three, an emphasis specifically in nonprofit, an emphasis specifically in public administration, and emphasis specifically in healthcare. So um, that is our future goal, and that hopefully in the next year we'll be able to have that happen. In the meantime, in the five areas, uh, community development is, you know, being that that uh, social justice uh, focus, uh, helping being an advocate in that community uh, form, whether it's community organizing, uh, that kind of along that trend in, in the area. Uh, community health uh, is um, really focusing on healthcare initiatives, really focusing on areas in which there's the need in the community. So a lot of our students will either intern or, or potential placement with a place like uh, Cherry Health or um, there's an example that's really fo focused on uh, socially economically challenged communities and, and areas of that nature. Uh, budgeting finance is the most common, most popular one, um, which is uh, we, we educate our students understanding that, you know, as a nonprofit, a lot, first of all, a lot of people get misconstrued when they hear the term nonprofit, and they just think when they hear the term nonprofit that an organization is not to make money, which is uh, not the case. And so I tried to educate, and, and our staff and faculty did a good job of educating that it's still a business. And just because the term nonprofit doesn't mean that it is, uh, they can't make money, right? So any organization or business, it, it, we have to stay in the black. And so... Uh, getting that misconception uh, out there. Uh, so a lot of students really have a tendency to focus once they realize it is a business still at hand, uh, having those skills that are necessary in order to move forward, in order to operate, that you have to stay in the black. So a lot of students really focus in that area. Uh, plus we have a lot of students that go into um, development uh, aspect, whether it's grant writing, development, fundraising. Uh, so it's a very common, popular uh, emphasis that most people really focus in, and dial in on in that area. Um, when it comes to um, public personnel management, uh, for those folks who are looking to go into potentially human resources and um, go into that platform or that avenue that's uh, kind of give them an HR background, uh, allows them that opportunity to focus in that area. Um, as you know, just like with any business, you still have to have human resources and capital and have folks there to be employed. And so having that background and knowledge and information there is still needed as well. Awesome. So I heard you mention throughout this quite a bit that this is still a business focused degree, um, but it's not underneath the Seaman College of Business. Can you kind of articulate a little bit why that may be and um, why students in your program could benefit from um, being in the PNH realm a little bit more than maybe a general business degree or something along those lines? Sure. So um, a lot of students, um, you know, when I talk to students under, and, and I talk to them and I explain to them that a nonprofit, a nonprofit has played a major role in their life at some point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't make it this far without a nonprofit playing a role, whether it was through your church, whether it's through your school, whether it's through a, a community center, a Boys and Girls Club, a YMCA, a Croc Center. Uh, anything along those lines in nature, uh, they have played a very prominent role into 
where you are today, especially um, for those who come from social economically challenged communities. And so a lot of times I would uh, explain to them is, hey, don't you want to pay it forward, right? Don't you want to give back to the community that helped you to get to where you are here at this point in time? So once students realize uh, that this opportunity is there, uh, quite often they, they find it and they follow the passion falls in there. The other piece is that um, I explain to students, you know, do you want to go and to a job or do you want to go to work where you're happy and you know that you can make a difference in a community, in an individual? And a lot of students really like that, right? So it's not number focused or, or driven about, I got to meet this quota or this information uh, in advance in order for me to maintain my job. Uh, students love fact knowing that, you know what, I'm making a difference in my community. I go to work, I'm happy, um, you know, I can make a decent living off of it, and um, it just makes life easier. Uh, and so it's not about the numbers and hitting those numbers in order to maintain your job. And so uh, quite often I will have students five, ten years down the road, they'll come back and they're like, hey, you know what, I, I want to be that change agent and um, I want to make a difference in my community. Uh, I do encourage students still especially in particular, to also look at a general business degree for minor. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to be able to cross-pollinate the two uh, degrees and the two programs uh, to give you some general working knowledge. And then students that are who are business majors, we always try to encourage them that, hey, you know what, as nonprofits, we're going to need people to be sitting on our boards and having that basic knowledge and, and, and information and background on the difference between a for-profit versus a non-profit and how can you utilize, say if a student is majoring uh, in business but they have a marketing degree, right? How can that marketing degree be useful uh, for non-profits? So you can cross-pollinate those, those programs and you can bring them together so that, uh, that they can work hand in hand. Absolutely, absolutely. So you mentioned quite a bit throughout there that, you know, at some point in time a nonprofit has played a role in many individuals' lives. So it sounds like the PNH field, nonprofit public administration field, will be around for, you know, a long time. But can you just talk a little bit about the career outlook for someone pursuing a PNH degree? because um, we know students, that's what they're, you know, always interested in is what's gonna happen next? What can I do after this? So can you just talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So um, I always tell students that it's important to find out, you know, what's their career goals and aspirations and how can we facilitate to get you there? And you can utilize a nonprofit degree in any capacity, right? It's a very broad and very porous degree. Um, so a lot of our students have a tendency when they go in, um, some of the recent students that have graduated have gone in with degrees, sorry, utilized their degree to go into program development, right? So let's use an example of uh, working at a YMCA. And so they might become a program director where they're focusing on certain program, whether it's child care, whether it's working on uh, community outreach or teen uh, programs. So um, there's the, the programmatic piece. Then you have those pieces where it comes to development and fundraising. Um, you know, I always explain to students that, you know, the easy way to keep your, your job relevant and moving forward is bringing in money and revenues uh, in order to help an organization achieve their goals and objectives. And so it's, it's very vital and necessary. You have some students uh, that will go in and they will do volunteer management, right? And there's some students uh, 
working uh, as a volunteer coordinator, volunteer manager of how you can bring volunteers in to help the organization move forward uh, to help their goals and objectives. Uh, we also talk about other career um, alternative paths such as AmeriCorps or Procore or Public Allies or working for FEMA and the federal government. Um, you're able to cross-pollinate uh, the nonprofit sector in so many different ways in career paths uh, that you can't just narrow it down to one specific area, but there's so many options that are available uh, for folks to work in and to make a big difference. What we're seeing a big trend in nowadays are, are two areas. One area in particular is emergency management. Uh, the need for future emergency managers. Um, we The average age is anywhere from 67 to 72 years old of a person who's emergency manager. So those folks are ready to retire and, and go on with their life. So we need a fresh breath of young folks to come in with emergency management. Uh, we talk about natural disasters and uh, how do we rebuild and, and, and come back into getting a community back to where it once was. Having an emergency manager, having a plan of action in place uh, is very vital, especially in getting to areas that are prone for either natural disasters, with whether it's wildfires, tornadoes, hurricanes. Uh, the, the need is there for emergency managers in, in various capacities, and you can cross-pollinate that over to the public administration sector because a lot of city government and managers are in need of folks who are um, emergency managers and being able to, to have someone in that capacity. So uh, that's very, very, very vital. The other piece, and besides emergency management, that uh, we're starting to see a, a, a big intake uh, is focus on community engagement will be the other piece. Um, all the communities, or several of the communities, are, you know, they're, they're trying to find their identity, right? And so there's a lot of aspects that um, communities are facing. Um, so there's a lot of things that keep public administrators up at night, but uh, having a strong, thriving community uh, that's inclusive and welcoming for everyone uh, can be a very challenging aspect. Uh, and so in being that, that change agent to help everyone feel welcome and being a part of the community um, is also needed as much as, as probably any other positions that are out there so but um, the, the field is open there's there's tons of things uh, whether it's working with after-school programs where it's working with daycares whether it's working with um, you know museums arts um, there's just so many job opportunities that are, are available for students with this degree and and these students feel most um, helpful at the end that they know that they're the change agent for for folks in many capacities absolutely absolutely so you mentioned um quite a bit that you know there's you know opportunity for emergency management and community engagement and you also mentioned that um, people individuals in those rules currently um, especially on the emergency management side is anywhere from the 67 to 72 age range so i know within the program there's an internship requirement can you kind of just describe the internship process really quickly here for us and then also some places where students are interning and do they have access to those emergency management leaders? Because that's a lot of knowledge there. It is. We have, uh, we're very fortunate here at Grand Valley to be blessed with having um, a lot of alums that are in some key leadership roles, especially in West Michigan, uh, from a city management standpoint for students who are really focusing on the areas of public administrative public administration of being a public administrator. 
Um, we have some alums that have come back and they serve as adjunct faculty for us. So having folks who are in the field currently um, who see what's happening in the day-to-day -day world is, is very vital. Uh, we think that it's important that having uh, professionals that are currently in the field to serve as these folks uh, opens the Pandora's box for uh, students to, to get student placement and internships. So uh, we have students that will intern in the healthcare field, uh, whether it's uh, over at Spectrum or it's over at Metro Health, um, where it's over at uh, Borges. Uh, there's a many uh, different uh, Catherine's uh, place. There's various different nonprofits, uh, healthcare related wise, where our students have interned. Uh, from the public sector, we have partnered and worked with the city of Grand Rapids, the city of Wyoming, the city of Holland, the city of Zealand, uh, Ada Township, uh, Nuego Township, Sparta Township. So we have a lot of alums uh, that we're able to utilize and capitalize our resources to open the door for students. Uh, in the nonprofit sector, there's just tons of things that are out there. Like I said, whether it's working with uh, a community center, working with a church, whether working with education with the schools, uh, after school program, daycare programs, uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunities for students. Uh, our students are required to do 150 hours uh, for an internship. Uh, it's a three credit course, uh, and the students have the option of taking two internships. Uh, what I always encourage students to do is uh, when looking and seeking an internship is that we really want to focus on what's their career goals and objectives. And so ideally, we would like to help students get placed in a position that can be helpful that not only builds their resume, but also gets their foot in the door so that they're able to have placement uh, once they have completed their internship. Um, so uh, I always like to call this kind of sort of like a trial run. For these students to make sure this is what they really want to do and their goals uh, are aligned. Uh, I know there's some other academic units where they will place students in a particular internship. Well, that's not necessarily aligned with their career goals and objectives, and that's not what we're here to do. We're here to uh, make it a win-win situation, not only for the students, uh, but for the nonprofit organization itself so that um, it's uh, they're able to to hit the ground running once they graduate and, and they can take that, that internship, utilize it to, to leapfrog into the career path and goals that they, they would like to go into. Awesome, so students, if you're listening, there's opportunities out there, different opportunities. So, you know, we have different resources available versus alum or Professor Quincy Williams that can help reach those goals and get you access to some of those different resources and opportunities. So my last question for you is, um, we talked a lot about different um, things students can do with the degree, different areas, civic engagement, community engagement, talk about emergency management. But do a student need to go on to pursue a master's degree to break into this field? So whether that's a master's in public administration, master's in public health, and if they don't need it, will it benefit them in the long run if they do pursue it? Answer your question short term, they do not have to. Uh, ideally, it would be great long term, uh, especially as they move up the chain of commands. Uh, the higher you move up into leadership and management, ideally having a master's degree would be very beneficial for an individual. Um, I always explain to students that, um, you know, 
I teach a leadership class, right? And understanding that in leadership, uh, 50% of people are going to like you, 50% of people aren't going to like you. And, um, and having a master's degree really helps you understand the foundation, understanding um, the workmanship that it takes in order to be a leader um, to how to move up the, the corporate chain. Uh, there's many challenges that we all have to face in, in the nonprofit sector, right? Uh, and uh, whether it's uh, the fundraising, whether it's working with your board of directors, whether it's working with communities, whether it's working with civic leaders, whether it's city commissioners, the mayor, or have you, there's, there's a lot of things that you're able to apply, uh, that you're able to get the theoretical and the working knowledge uh, behind it, but actually being able to apply it. Uh, and the other piece is what I love about the nonprofit sector, and I tell students this all the time, if you get in with the right nonprofit, uh, ideally, uh, as you move up the corporate chain, have them pay for your master's degree, right? And so that saves you money long term, uh, and there's many programs that are out there that allows you to do that. Um, and I talked briefly about this earlier, about AmeriCorps. Uh, that's one of those uh, great positions. Uh, it's a federal government um, program that allows you to go out and work a year uh, in the nonprofit sector, in the public sector, in the health sector, uh, and you're able to utilize it where they pay um, up to, I believe it's $5,700 now uh, for your uh, for your education, whether it's paying back student loans or getting, being geared towards to further your education, whether it's an undergraduate or graduate program. Uh, there's just so many different resources that are out there. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, there's a student forgiveness program that a lot of people are not aware of. You know, if you make your minimum student payments for 10 years working in the nonprofit sector, you can get your student loans forgive, uh, forgiven during that process. So there's many benefits about the nonprofit sector uh, that are out there that uh, most people don't realize. Uh, quite often, honestly, uh, we're a found major, right? And so... Uh, a lot of students have no idea that there is a career path in the nonprofit sector and that uh, you can make a, an honest living as a result. And so um, quite often it's not until maybe a student sophomore, maybe their junior year, they're like, oh, wow, I can actually have a career and I can have a degree in that. Uh, so uh, students, once they do find it, and whether it's taking the intro class of public and nonprofit administration, uh, PNH 270, or it's uh, community organizing, PNH 220, this is how students are able to, to learn about the major. And once they kind of get into that, like, wow, this is actually something I can make a difference in and be that change agent. And uh, it's not uncommon to see students who will uh, pick up a public nonprofit administration minor. And whether you're business major, anthropology, sociology, business, uh, women, gender studies, psychology, Pulling up a, a minor in nonprofit administration, it goes hand in hand, and it makes a lot of sense for a lot of these majors to be able to collaborate with those folks. Absolutely. So you're just dropping all types of nuggets of wisdom, student loan forgiveness, um, different ways to get involved in PNH early on. Um, one of the courses that he mentioned is PNH 270. If you are interested in, you know, learning a little bit more about the field before you make the full switch. That does also count as a social behavioral science gen ed. So you're able to uh, get that gen ed fulfilled while also learning more about the PNH um, industry before you make that full switch over. So I know you've given us a lot of information throughout the time today. Um, last thing, do you have any kind of nuggets of wisdom for PNH students or 
students that may be interested in the PNH field but haven't made that switch yet, any last nuggets of wisdom? Uh, I always tell students, follow their heart. Uh, you know, a lot of times students, um, it's not uncommon for a student to tell their parents about a class that they've taken, right? And, um, and when people hear the term nonprofit, they just immediately think, man, you can't make a living off of it. But reality is you can make a great, honest living out of it. And more importantly, you can be that change agent. You can make a difference for an individual individual kid. Uh, you can make a difference for a family. You can make a difference for a community. And so uh, think of others and, and the impact that you can have uh, on the world, right? You can have that lasting impact in the world. So uh, the public nonprofit administration field is, is that area and the community where you want to make a difference. This is, this is the field for you, right? And I always tell students, you know, I'd rather go home happy at the end of the day than go home miserable and understanding that if you want to go home happy knowing that you've been uh, that change agent, this is the field in the area that you want to be in. Thank you for your time today, Professor Quincy Williams. We enjoyed having you on the podcast. Um, that's a wrap for today. Just uh, again, you are listening to Chechi Undergraduate Advising Center, and this is CECI Connect, the podcast where we advise, mentor, and network. Follow us on Instagram at Chechi Advising, Facebook at Chechi Undergraduate Advising Center. Chechi cheesy quote of the day is pressure can burst pipes or it can make a diamond. Do you want to be a pipe or do you want to be a diamond? Thank you. Thank you.